lucky bastard. Podcast time again. Everybody's singing <laughs> and dancing. And the sun's shining as well, isn't it? Uh, this week's podcast, famous author, uh, me, yeah, uh, Mr. Petalendro, yeah, Ian, a, a Blockswitch book products uh, again. Uh, and we have much to talk about. And the first thing is, Nuno's contracts. God bless his art. His beard is growing lush and long. It's so sexy. I just want to thought to put fucking daisies in it and just, just flat things and just feel it, just tickle it. Nuno, what a beautiful man. New contract, Ian. Yeah, well, I mean, don't we just love him? I'm, and how lucky are we to have him? This is the big thing. He does. So lucky. He keep, I mean, just that, what he was saying, like, you know, just do it again. We go again. And, like, you just think, how, how can you not be behind this bloke? There's, there's, there's other managers that have been at our club and there's loads of other clubs that just divide opinion. Yeah. This this guy doesn't. You, you know, you, you don't hear a bad word. Said. And you, you couldn't hear a bad word said about him, could you? I've heard a couple. Well, like, fuck off. But there, well, there was fucking knobbeds anyway. <laughs> the blokes that moan about fucking Brexit well, all the time. <laughs> yeah, they just fucking twat say they. Yeah. If, 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 if they. If they question anything he does so far... The, There'll come a time when some an element of the fan base will fall out with him. Yeah. Because that, that happens with every manager at every club. Mm. That happens at Horses for courses, that But is. at this point in time, the bloke has got the whole backing of virtually will will accept the few dickheads. No doubt they're awesome. But the bloke has got the full backing of everybody at yeah. the club. With any brain. And and like what 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 bad could you say about him? What you know, he, he, he just fills you with that enthusiasm that you, you want the game, you want the first game of the season to be next Saturday, really, don't you? Yeah. You you actually want to you know want the season to start because he's he just fills you fills you with that enthusiasm about him, and you can imagine the effect he has on the players. You know you know that you, you see him talking to the players and you see the way they respond. I, I don't think it was one of them. A couple of players talking to him the other day. It was only a couple of the young lads. And that, they were listening, hanging on every word. One of one of the lads that's gone—I can't even think of his name now—that's gone on the on the tour. That was a bit of an unknown. It's about four uh, of them, mate. Uh, yeah, there's got. about four, and it was it was one of them, and he was just looking at him, smiling. He could see just taking it all in. Uh, superb. Uh, it's the best thing that's happened. It's the, it's the best piece of news of this world. I think so. The one, one of the one of the best signings, probably. That, I mean. That, what, what they've done, they've looked at him this year. Excuse me, Pat, while I... No, you, you carry on, Michael. I'm going to um, interject in a bit when you OK. Well, they've seen how well he's done this year. He's, he's, he's exceeded all expectations. Like we said on the earlier podcasts, Fals and him have, like, a time scale that they're sticking to rigidly. Now, he has exceeded expectations. They've got him into the office and they've said, dude, you're working so hard. Let's talk about a new contract. Let's talk about having you for an extra year and we'll bump your wages up. He's probably on something like twelve, fourteen pounds an hour now. Which is a ridiculous <laughs> amount. It's a ridiculous amount. What does he do with this? What does he do? On this fourteen pounds an hour that he's getting Go on, son. Well, I mean I said it's the best news of the summer. I mean somebody um on Twitter asked us to ask a question Alison Jones said what what do you think considered the best signing Wolves will make this summer and 
undoubtedly it's Nuno and his backroom staff um, agreeing new contracts till 2021. It's it's phenomenal news. I mean, fair play to Tim Nash because he scooped Spursy again, didn't he? So Britney's there over there with Judy with a bit of fondue, dipping it in the cheese. I love you, Tim. As they do, <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair play. And and Nash tweeted it out last night about, about it, um, scooped him. So that, that was a bit of fun. But no, I mean, we know there are other players coming in and we've got a bit of pant wetting on social media saying we need a right wing back, we need another centre mid, we need another two strikers, X, Y, Z. Nuno signing the contract for me is undoubtedly, if England win the World Cup next Sunday, will be a fantastic um, achievement. But Nuno signing the contract is as good as that for me because he's been a unifying force. He's come in from abroad, unproven in England. And we've had, we've had like, we had um, Solbakken come, didn't we? Who yeah. is a good manager? Solbakken is a good manager. He's proved it at Copenhagen, took him to the Champions League knockout stages. But you've, you've got to come in. And you've got to change the ethos, impose your own philosophy. And he's done it from top to bottom of the club. I don't think Solbakken could impose himself. I don't no, think he was a good manager in terms was, of people. I think he was, but he, he had too many forces. Like It was a countervailing force. He had Moxie to deal with oh, so and Morgan. So but, but then you got like you had Roger Johnson, Stephen Ward. You, you had all, all yeah. that click. And as soon as they'd had enough of him, thinking we ain't fucking buying into this... That, that was it. His days were numbered. We lost to Luton in the cup and off he went. Well, he looked like a fucking Klingon as well to me. Was, not, not as much as that one on Twitter with that fucking Dalmed that somebody tweeted. You, know, you tweeted oh, again. Shit, Jesus, that can't be real. I don't, I, I don't know whether it's Photoshop, but I've seen... <laughs> I hate to digress here, but there's, <laughs> in Peru they found these mummies and these skulls with like elongated heads. Yeah. yeah. Now... It, it's an anthropological cultural thing that a lot of a lot of cultures where they bind them and they bind them they bind them and plant to their head. Yeah, as <laughs> daft as it sounds, to, because it was seen as being more attractive that you have this big elongated skull. Now, if that motherfucker on that picture on that photo that, that was on Twitter has been had a plant strapped to her head, I'm sorry for her the, for having parents that fucking do that. The, the Mayans. Where was we in the discussion? Soul back. We were talking a bit about Soul back. We elongated head. I, I think from day one he didn't get he didn't get on with Morgan after after a few weeks. Uh, perhaps not day one. A few weeks didn't get on with Morgan. Decided he wasn't going to settle over here. Didn't bring his kids over here. Didn't like, uh, you know, there was, there was constant rows in the background all the time. Uh, and he, he, he really didn't like it. So he, he, he didn't get the chance to really stamp his authority on the club because his heart and soul wasn't really in it. But but was that a matter of him not being able to do that? That he, He'd been told stuff and then when he actually arrived in science, th- things happened, who knows? There was a lot of things that, that I mean, certainly... The way he went and the way he departed, he thought he was going to get uh, an opportunity in January to build, improve the squad, didn't he? And it never happened, you know. That, so, who knows? There's a lot goes on behind closed doors that you never hear of, but there was definitely a Some great deal of friction with Morgan. Yeah. Uh, Morgan didn't like the way he operated after a few days. I think there was also a bit of stuff about the way, the way some of the, the senior players... Obviously, they they were all up in arms about the way they thought they were being treated, and yeah, it, it was just toxic from. The, but that's in, the way that's the way it can transpire. That that's, that's that was like the analogy. Start, so back and come in. He, he had a game plan. He had an agenda and whatever. 
and Nuno's come in pretty much under the same circumstances. So when it, when it's a, a foreign coach, you're thinking, we've had Salty Bacon or whatever they were, they was calling him on Salty Bacon. That's what they was calling him on, yeah. Style Bacon, whatever, on fucking Dingles, I mean, on Twitter and that. So Nuno comes in, and he's got, he's got a bit of an iron because it's Porto, it's Valencia, managing the Champions League. I looked at his record because obviously you want to do a bit of research <coughs> and the thing that stuck out for me is what he did at Rio Ave like, which is like a provincial club in Portugal took him to two cup finals um, took him to Europa League qualification and not a tremendous amount of money so I'm thinking this guy's got something about him but then when you hear him when you see him talk and when he changes things and then when we went to the uh, Leicester game the first I was like Fuck me, we've got some here. We've got some here. He just encapsulates you, doesn't he? He's, you know, he, he is somebody who you can see. If you were if you were playing for him, you, you'd run that extra yard <coughs> for him compared to somebody else. You'd die for him on the pitch. As, as a manager, and you're going to... I used a bit of a metaphor about it. If you're, if you're a manager going into a new factory... Uh, and you can see that there has to be fucking whole scale changes everywhere from you down, right? And then you go to the board and you say, "Look, the only way I can make this fucking work is by getting rid of so and so, so and so, so and so, mm. so and so." Now, Stale Bacon obviously went into into Morgan and said, "Look, we got to get rid of so and so this because he hates the Stale Bacon. Mm. He would have done his own work." And said, "This is what's got to change." And basically, I think Morgan and Moxie turned around and said, "Well, that ain't going to happen." Yeah. Because it means a lot more money we're going to have to pump into the training academy for for, for certain key personnel. So I saw back and knew he was a, on a, on a loser straight away. Nuno, on the other hand, has, has, has had a much better road of it because he's walked into a, a into, into a factory, so to speak, and the CEO has basically said to him, "You've got to fucking." grab this by the balls and you've got to start shaking and being angry and changing shit and who knows the kind of a dude that will walk in there and say I want to do it my way or the fucking I way and so and so's got to go and this bloke and that and I'm changing this and I'm bringing so and so in which is what I think is important about that, that our other important signing which was that bloke from Arts yeah. Cathro you know, it, 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 it's come down here with good words being said about him by arts fans that I know. And uh, I think this is... Every, every year that Nuno attacks this fucking Wolves problem, right, he did an excellent job last year. He's coming to the job this year again and he's, all of a sudden he's putting, he's putting in new ideas straight away. You know, well, what do we think of, about Cafro? Well... Part of Alex Ferguson's success at Man United was that he, he had a new coach every so often, didn't he? He, he was very quick to change around things and, and come in, get somebody in with fresh ideas. So maybe it's along those lines. Uh, when, you, when you actually read Cathro's pedigree and, and how he's evolved in the game, it, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is. His Wikipedia page is interesting. Like, um, it's a bit of a different step from somebody who's like been a successful player and all the rest of it because he wasn't. Yeah. yeah, he got an injury at an early age that made him finished yeah. his career. Uh, but the best players don't always make the best managers. I mean, Mourinho is a case in point of somebody who hadn't got a great Bingo. playing record. And, yeah. uh, 
Awesome Wenger as well. He's another one. Yeah, yeah another one. I mean, in respect to Cathro, he, he met Nuno a few years ago when they were doing their eye licences yeah. on a course and obviously they struck up a friendship. Went to Valencia with him, masterminded that um, famous win over Real Madrid. That's, that's a calibre of coach and um, you know, stuff we've got there now. Who could unlock these big teams? Ta- tactically, we know how good Nuno is. We went up to Man City last season in the cup, didn't we? And virtually with our reserves, we took them under. We took them deep into into injury time, and then it went to penalties. If Brighton had put them a couple of chances away, we, we'd have done them. We, we'd have done them. And th- I mean, I can't speak highly enough for Nuno. Well, well it, it, I can't either because he's been, he's been the first manager I can look at intellectually and say. This is a dude I wouldn't mind being trapped in a lift with, you know, <laughs> because I think his conversation was, would, would extend to more than football. I, I, I think he, Nuno's football, even though he's 100% committed to what he's doing at Wolves, I've just talk a, about other things, yeah. you know. I've just had a horrible vision of being stuck in a lift with fucking Mick McCarthy. Oh, fucking Mick <laughs> Mick. Yeah. Would you attack him? <laughs> <laughs> Would you attack him? I, I think we'd attack one another. Seriously, I mean, he wouldn't put up with fucking me going. I'm calling you a cunt for fucking long, would he? I mean, the thing we know now is he's inspired a lot of people. He's, re, you know, he's inspired he's, me. No, he's re-energised it. I mean, you know, the, in, some people are going to take up the pen, aren't they, and like write about him. You'd, you'd think they would. You'd think they would. What, what Somebody with a bad crippled leg. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody with an aversion to um, Witten Pickles. But ta- take up the written word and just crash the laptop. Just, you know. I'm going to add to Bournemouth. I'm going to do me with the fucking leg. I can just feel it coming, mate. <laughs> I, I can feel it. There's got to be some team this year that's I mean, going to fucking come up and just. I'm going to be sitting there in my chair going, you fucking bastards. <laughs> it's psychological now, the, the warfare psychological. That's what I'm, I'm going to try and chill out. I'm going to have tramadol before every fucking that's game. That's it, just, just be. Because emotionally, it rips me from pillar to post every single game. So that's what Wolves do to you. That's what Wolves do to you. Hopefully, this season will be a little bit different. In it, we should get some games. I'm hoping and praying that we will. That we'll get some games where we're sort of comfortable mid-table, and you'll see, you'll be going to somewhere like Man United, possibly, or some, some perhaps a bit more middle of the season. I don't know. Liverpool, something like that. And you think, well, we'll take a defeat here, you know what I mean? Because yeah. mid table, there's no disgrace in losing. But we're going to give these fuckers a game, come what fucking may, and we're, we're going to see what it's all about. And we're going to see a few of the, the youngsters perhaps playing and expressing themselves, in the, themselves. In, the, in the Premier League. And, and, and I think they see, I mean, the, the Championship is just fucking full on it. <laughs> From the minute you fucking kick off the first game, Right until you blow the whistle on the final game. Well, perhaps not before the final game because it was all done in But you know, you know what I mean about the championship. Yeah. Trench warfare. Fucking it's a battleground. It's, it's like it's an absolute battleground. But I, I'm hoping like this season we'll, we'll we'll have the odd game where we can just chill out a bit and just enjoy it. I'll I, I tell you what, with all honesty, now we, we said that we're going to have different qualities of game this this year, this season coming. They're going to be weird. We ain't going to be playing Man City every fucking week. We're going to be playing Burnley in one week. Mm. You know, it's, it's going to be as weird as fuck. But uh, and I was a bit reticent about that. I wondered how we'd how we'd react to to playing different qualities of football and a lot of different tactics that these these players play as well. But 
I watched this this Wolves video the other week, man. It's only a short video, and it was fucking Jota and his flip flops, right? And uh, they're knocking the ball about, but 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 Jota's got the fucking the ball, man. He's got flip flops on, and he's skilling this ball around like anything. He skilled the ball off this. I forget who it was on the other side. He was looking at him, but he took the ball off him. and He was fucking about me. I thought, man, the quality in this team that we've got, the quality. That I don't think we should approach any match where we think any trepidation no. with any trepidation and saying, fucking let's 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 give them a fucking game. Let's not give them a game. Let's teach these fucking cunts how games played. Which, which Jota in his flip flops did for me because I switched the fucking computer off and was like, fuck off. <laughs> I don't even want to. I, I mean, what am I, what am I seeing here? There was this a, man. There was a clip of Neves on um, Twitter yesterday like, and yeah. misshapen ball or something yeah, yeah, like that. And, and Keeping he, it up. Yeah. The ball don't even have to be round. It weren't even round. Stupid. And he was just like, he weren't aware he was being filmed. And he was just there like, yeah. and you're just in awe of him, ain't you? Just, just, oh man, I, I was so amazed by it. Now, all my fears went. And since, since the last poddy, obviously, what we've got a reference as well is uh, Never signing his new contract. Yeah. So we've got Nuno, fantastic, but Neves as well committing to the project. Yeah. So, so they're all aware of Falson's vision, and they want the. I know they're getting paid like you know a fair wedge, but the thing is, they can go and get that wedge anywhere else, but they want to do it at Wolverhampton Wanderers. That's what's like really encouraging. They they feel something special. They saw us outside on the Waterloo Road when the the, the Sheffield Wednesday game, when all the pyro and everything was going yeah. off, and and that's we've said it before. They see that, and they've got that affinity with the club. Yeah, they're open getting paid. The that's it. Yeah, open the windows. Open let, the let, let you know, no, no. Let's hear that. Let's hear that. But it, it's like you you watch these little these little training ground videos, right? And then watch when. Uh, a player's right by Nuno and then he's talking to Nuno and then Nuno says something they're not looking at him as a fucking coach and because you watch Arsenal training fucking videos which I do quite a lot of uh, and other teams when they're fucking around on the training pitch and the coach is normally standing there by himself with his arms behind his back right and he's shouting directions now Nuno does that fair, fair enough but when he talks to the player the player's looking at him like he's he's trying to fucking understand firstly what Nuno wants him to do secondly he gets it and then thirdly he's looking at him like fucking Nuno's just come down from the cloud with, with wings demigod you know what I mean it, it's like what the fuck am I thank you so much did you see the videos and the photos of the first two days back no I haven't Costa uh, well everybody how uh, fit they are partly how fit they are but what I would, well, my point there was the smiles on the faces. Oh, yeah. Happy yeah. to be back. The the absolute pleasure on yeah. everybody's face. Now, I've seen like video those videos that Wolves have done in the past, where the likes of fucking Roger Johnson have got. I mean, yeah. remember that they interviewed him when yeah. when they asked him who Stole Vacken was the manager. He could he could hardly fucking wind the fucking window down. You know to say, well, I don't really know who he's like. You know, that's how enthusiastic that cunt was when he was fucking. You know, yeah. Whereas these guys, every single one of them, you know, it's massive, like being taught. There was massive small skipping into work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's nothing like it. It was tremendous. You would you wouldn't see that. I doubt there's many clubs where you'd see that. You know that the effect. Yeah. Is just. But it's, it's that collective thing, isn't it? I mean, you, 
Courtney Oars, he, he's done an interview recently and he's saying that he wants to get in, he wants to show what he can do, he wants to impress. So even players that are on the fringe, they want that opportunity to get in the team and play under Nuno. That's yeah. just fant- As a supporter, that's just fantastic to see. Yeah, it's yeah, so true. It is brilliant. I'll agree with all of it. Now, we've been yanking Nuno's fucking dick for like, uh, <laughs> how long now? 20, 20 minutes. But if you're going to yank a dong, <laughs> yank his dong. <laughs> we, could, we could do it all night, really. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I just wanted to touch on um, Elder Costa as well. Nuno cast. Elder Costa. Yeah, we will have a Nuno cast. Elder, because like, he's come back and he, he's like, you can just see physically how much fitter he looks. So they've, they've all gone away with the training programs, and they've all because they said how uh, uh, well everybody's come mm. back in shape. Yeah. Because they don't want to fucking thinking he's going to be doing this. Or I'm going to, you know what I mean? It's that competitive edge. It's keeping up with the Joneses. And we, they all have spy watches on, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So they know what they've been doing. What, what you've been doing? What your heart rate is at fucking one thirty a.m. on a Saturday yeah. night? Yeah. What have you been doing on the Costa Blanca? Phone call in the morning. What yeah. were you doing last night? <laughs> yeah. dirty they, they'd all be individually tailored to the to the players themselves as well, wouldn't they? Which is which is great stuff, isn't it? You know the the science behind this. The is, statistics is behind it. Big, complex. Big big stuff. Isn't it's it? complex. Costa looks an absolute unit now. He's, he put. Well, I, I think the, the, being in the North Bank last year. And, uh, Why were you in the North Bank, Michael? It's a long fucking story. I don't want to go into it. By the book, it's in there. Forty ninety nine off Amazon. Where was I? Elder Costa. You were in the North Bank at one. I was in the North Bank. There we go. Oh, I was in the North Bank. And I could see Costa. I could see little Elder running down the wing and attacking that side of the box. And I was fucking ten yards away from him. Oh, Elder, you beautiful thing. Oh, little jink here, a little jink there, and then he gets shoved off the ball. There's a big fucking, I don't know, left back who's attacking Elder, who's trying to attack the box. So Elder goes over it again. Elder maybe takes a little bit of an elbow to, the, to his back. He, he goes forward a bit, loses his balance, loses a chance to get the ball into the box. I think what Nuno's done is he's he watched his performances, said, when you, in the close season, you're going to drink these fucking proteins, you're going to eat this food, and you're going to lift fucking a hundred kilogram in a dead in a squat, you know. And you're going to do that, and you're going to send me the video, and you're going to show me. So help us come back. It's a fucking right unit. Yeah. Because he looks nearly as big as Cavalera. He does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. But I, th- I think who don't get shifted off the fucking ball. I think it'll be like that explosiveness that he left to his game because skill wise, we know what he can do. I mean, under Lambert. He virtually kept us up single-handedly, didn't he? Yeah. Costed it towards the end. Of, he, he was winning games on his own. Yeah, man, I would disagree with that. And he was treading water at points because he didn't have the support around him. But yeah, Elder. Because you'd be at the fucking top and he'd look over and think, right, right where's, where's, my, where's my options? Where's my options there? And he'd turn around with two fucking opposition players in front of him. He wants to put a ball into the danger area. And there's nobody there. I mean, Stark away in the cup, I still don't know how he scored time. that goal from their angle. And Forrest away. Yeah. From the position he was in, in relation to the goal, <laughs> even though you watch it back, you think, Elder, how the fuck have you done that? Mm. It's, it's just like phenomenal. Well, yeah, too, at the end of the day. No, he did. But I'm just saying that we've, got that, that we've got that array of talent there. And um, Zinchenko is mooted to be another one on the way in, isn't he? I, d- the I, young just, I just want to throw out my love to Elder. Yeah, Elder, massive old centre of gravity. Massive love, Elder. Massive love to Elder. You are going to fucking smash it this season, you are, son. I'll tell you that. Yeah, because and another thing as well, which we've got to point out, is in the Premier League, f- 
flair players tend to be more protected, yeah. so they ain't going to get hatcheted, are they? I mean, the defenders are a bit cuter, they're a bit more aware, tactically aware and whatever. But I still think skill triumphs, doesn't it? Talent will triumph. Certainly the referees haven't got that... Well, it's the championship, so I'll let it go, yeah. sort of fucking yeah. idea. The stamp on it a bit Shite quicker. Shite, really, yeah. But you, you don't have that mentality in the Premier League, so... It's an entertainment industry, and, and, and they want the player players to put on a show. That's yeah. what it's about. I mentioned the, the standard of refereeing in the championship in my book. So if you want to read more about that, you know, <laughs> go to Amazon and fucking have a look on there. And what's your book called, Michael? For those uh, I'll forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, Viva Nuno. Viva Nuno. Absolute fucking classic. <laughs> right. England in the semi-finals. Oh. I, I stood up and shouted. The dogs are barking. I was fucking screaming out the window. We had trouble in Wales last week watching Tuesday's game. I admit <laughs> it. You know, a couple of the locals weren't happy with my vociferous celebrations. <laughs> There's a couple of pubs I'm not allowed in anymore. There's a few pubs in Wolverhampton, you're not allowed in there. All the ones down the fucking pen road, mostly. <laughs> and a few bit marines. So why don't you just let me in the style again? So thank you. <laughs> I'll just sit here and behave. Uh, fucking hell, they did brilliantly, don't they? What do you think of the game? Which one? The Columbia. Balfour. The Columbia one? Or the Sweden one? Alright, we'll talk about the Columbia one first. The rugby match. The, yeah, the Columbia What's one. What's wrong with him? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you... I, I think... That's all they got, which I was a bit surprised at, really. I was I was a bit surprised at the way they approached the game. Uh, and, yeah, there was a bit of thought going. But I thought the referee did reasonably well. I, I think he handled it mainly, got it mainly right. I mean, you can talk about the Ed, but think, um, you know, and say that should have been a red after, after he looked at the VAR. But I mean, I've seen a few Ed Butts close up in my time, as you know, blocks which will. Uh, and um, <laughs> like, that, you, you know, to me, that, that wore an Ed Butt where nah, I've come from. You know what I mean? He, he's he's like, more of a rubber. Stuck, stuck his head up my dog's his pushed chin. me harder than that. Yeah, he stuck his head up into his chin. So we'll take, we'll take the fact that it was a yellow card and, and go on with that. But seriously, I thought the ref did a, a reasonable job of controlling the game. Cut the cut the real shit out. Got the got the important decision right, right. Yeah. and you know it, it was it was they were never really in it. I don't know whether it was because that Hammers was injured or what. The, well, he's the, their star the, man, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he's their green really shade. Like, yeah, that Rodriguez, Hammers Rodriguez, same just, fucking air products. Apart from that, they, uh, I, I mean, Sweden was capable. He was always going to be a capable for me uh, last Saturday. I, 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 I never saw them as. You know, I've, oh, watched, I've watched their games. They 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 they're sterile. They dull. They're boring. They they don't create fuck all. You know, I uh, thought Pooley was their manager. Last last Tuesday, you know, I was having a, uh, an argument with the guy in my local saying, "Oh, it's fucking Sweden stuff," and then you think, "Was it? Like, fucking that? It'll be a fucking cake walk." That, that's what I said. Uh, so there you go. I, I, I don't know what to, uh, tomorrow night will bring. Croatia possibly going to be the toughest opposition yet, but they'll have to bring their A game too, and they ain't done so far. For and they're they a, ain't, they they're ain't a fucking ugly bunch of people looking, as well. Yeah, they really looking like it at the moment. If if, if they do bring their A game on, possibly the team that could get in amongst us, give us a few problems that we ain't yet had. 
Uh, I, th I think in the middle of the park that we, with Modric and whatever they, they have got um, we're getting a, ahead of ourselves here, a, lot, a lot of talent in not so I, I, I talked about the England game yeah. so, sorry but I mean Colombia for me it was the shithousery they, they were like slowing the game down um, they, they just tr they just tried to fucking play brickmanship that's what it was but the penalty shootout was brilliant because obviously we remember 1990 and um, the Germany game and and we had, um, that wasn't in my mind at all. Jordan Pickford, Jordan Pickford, fantastic save, wasn't it? Yeah. And then fair play to Dyer because there was a few people that when he come on on Twitter was absolutely slating Dyer, which you know everybody's got opinions. Well, I, thought, I thought Trippier's penalty was the best of the lot. I thought absolutely How impressive as well, he the pressure he was under. He, he was absolutely smashed it away. But there again, I think Southgate takes a lot of credit for this because the way they've prepared for these penalties. I mean, you read before, and the, the amount of stuff that have gone on, psychology, yeah, yeah. psychological stuff that have gone on before it, yeah. to get to get it right, if, if it came to a penalty shootout, yeah. obviously paying off, date. But I think Trippier is like he's, he's from one of the roughest areas in Bury, and, he, and his family is supposed to be a right bunch of. Um, what I'm saying, do wells. the first time I saw Trippier, and I said to my missus, he looks like he hangs around the shops down fucking Bushbury. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. He looks like a fucking shop anger about. He does a bit down. What they said, like from one of the roughest families in Bury, like and Bury's got some rough. He don't give a fuck, no, man. That's what it is. He, he, he just face. Well, that's it. That you're yeah. playing against I don't know, fucking Ronaldo. So fucking what? Have you taken yeah, a bit as well? Yeah. And that's what you want. You'd love him in your team. You, you had a dual response off him. You had the fucking mouth. You had the fact that he wasn't going to take any shit. No. And then you had these beautiful crosses floating in. Oh, his dead ball delivery is brilliant. And as you say, he's penalty. Oh, he's a don. He's a don. He's a little yobbub, but I like him. And I, and I think, I said before this, this World Cup started, I did say we'd win it before we even started it. I'll, I'll say that straight off the bat. But I, says, I, I think said, it's a matter of record on podcast number nine, Michael. Probably is. It is? Yeah. I don't listen to him, so I don't know. But, uh, I, I said originally that we'd win it. That'd be the one thing. But I also wrote a, a, a blog post about needing a fucking an insane quality to the team. Right, somebody who's a bit edgy. And a bit hard, a bit, yeah. a bit like fucked up, and I think Trippier is that dude. He's the hard edge, the, the bit of a crazy man that you want in there. Because as, as much as when he's in front of the press, he's talking uh, all all these sexy lyrics and everything. I think if take him out of it. I've read a few of his tweets. Uh, people have been tweeting his uh, his early early tweets. Yeah, you know, when he's a bit of a nutter. And man, he was, he was a bit of a nutter. He doesn't give a fuck. You know where it comes from. I love nutters. Yeah, and that's what we needed in the team, bro. I am. I'm a plant ecologist. You are, but I, th I think he's what what we needed in the team. And yeah, I, I, I like him, man. I like all the team. Dyer gives me the creeps a bit. Harry Maguire, though, what a good Z. And his big neck. He's a, and his big slab head. He's a foul call point, isn't he? Fucking like a council slab. Called it is. on the podcast. Mr. Pell yeah. said, if he yeah. gets in that box and he heads the ball, nobody's stopping yeah. him. And I had him at 33 to 1 against Sweden, first quarter. Only the truth on Yeah, Yeah, we speak as we find now, and we say as we see. I mean, and the other thing about Maguire is that um, when KJ was our manager he was after him he wanted him in before he, he was sold to I don't know no he did um, yeah but I don't know but apparently Moxley and Morgan wouldn't sanction it because of the wages and the, and the fee kept trying to get him on the cheap yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, that's yeah, all that was always, always, always Moxley's tactic yeah 
Well, I read the articles after in the Express and Star about it, so I got myself up to date with the, the Maguire saga, which I fucking, I didn't read. I don't read the Express and Star. When, when, I, when I want to know about a player, right, it's when we signed him and he's in our shirts and he's smiling in the Billy Wright, you know, with a wolf scarf. That, that's when I'm interested in them. Until they do that, I, I don't fucking hate Bob. Or you see him on Twitter go, Wolves are we? Wolves are we? Wolves are we? Wolves are we? I like Sterling as well. I've, I've got to put this in, man. People have been slagging him off like anything. These not, people don't know about football. Not me. That's what I think. No, he's, he's like Brighton. He's pulling fucking three defenders with him out of the box, out the six-yard box. He's letting Lingard run on past him as well, and Kane, and he's creating that much he's space. He's causing chaos. He is. Massive yeah. chaos. Is he has scored now goals. Why is he fucking dropping? Are he winning the semi-final? Yes. Mate, yeah, you can't argue with him then. No, you can't. I fucking see him. In, I know I go on about pound stretch a lot, but I fucking bump into him. Uh, and because I'm a famous <laughs> author and I've written a book, they want to talk to me about it, and I'm like, "Why are you even fucking talking?" I had a row with somebody up the dog Thursday you know, night. We're we gonna we're gonna do well against Sweden. They, they've got to drop Sterling for that game. So oh, I'm trying to fucking. I was like, "What?" Yeah, fucking hell, man. He's one of these that come. Never got to a fucking game, but always, yeah. you know, likes to call the shots. But there you go. Watch the. If you're going to watch football, right, and you're at a ground or you're watching it on a telly, don't only watch the fucking cunt with the ball. Watch what his mate's doing and watch what that bloke's doing over there. Where's he running? What's, is he pulling him away? Is he. Is, and, and all the shit that goes on on that pitch, it's like, what the fuck? You ain't got the, you ain't got the eyes to take it all in. That, no. that that um, Swedish captain, that Grandquist, he was absolutely <laughs> shitting himself every time Sterling got the ball and was running at him. He was like, oh no, not again, not again. We, we love fucking Sterling, we, we do. We are, we are massive Sterling yeah, fans. Yeah, me and Ray are massive Sterling fans. Fuck the Euro. Uh, fucking Brexit. That's we all like I'm saying. We like as well. Piers Morgan can fuck off. Piers, you fucking horrible face wanker. If, I'll tell you what, if this book ever takes off and I'll be an interview in the same studios as you, I'm going to use that as an opportunity to find out where your fucking dressing room is and give you a good fucking shoeing and fuck my future career. Because that would be worth so much fucking joy to me. Be anything. Just get me close to these people. That's what I'm fucking... That's what I'm saying. Get me, get me within biting distance. <laughs> I'll bite his fucking ears off. <laughs> I'll bite his ears off and then go through like with no ears. Quick. I wouldn't kill him. I'd just fucking deform him in some way. Physically rather than mentally. <laughs> fucking deformed mentally in this. Spiritually. <laughs> fucking Piers Morgan. Oh, dear me. <laughs> what we got written down next? Uh, Switzerland. We're, we're, um, we're not there. We're not there, no. It's no. too much fucking money. Let's see how. And we are watching this on. Um, no, we're not. Wolves TV either. No, I can't afford fucking. They're playing fight, at the man. moment. Someone will tell me about what happened. I'm going to see. There'll be videos or something. Oh look, oh, that's my new book. It's Bieber Oh look, available on Amazon. It is. Yeah, Michael's written a book. If you don't know, um, come on. I'm just seeing if there's any score. Or oh. questions. Oh, do you know why? Because you have a got question. It's because I'm I'm banned from. Um, Tim Spears has blocked me, so I, can't, I can only see Judas tweet. Ah, well, there you go. should be a naughty boy. You get Wolves updates. Yeah. It's like being banned, eh? From the, you've been internet banned from the Wolves. <laughs> you're out loud. Wolves will ban me at some point, I'm fucking sure of this. 
Plenty of vocal support from these WWFC peeps. Nuno had a dream. We've got Nevers. Go for soap. Yeah. Right, so we, we summed a few songs, but we don't know what the score is. I don't know what time they're kicking off. Is it five? It don't matter anyway. Yeah, if five o'clock, those kicking off, yeah. If we lose 6 nil, it's obviously part of Nuno's plan, isn't it? That they lose 6 nil, so... You can read a lot into pre-season stuff and it, I think it doesn't can. really care for nothing. Uh, sometimes I, I, you get clues as to what's going to happen and, and other times it, it is purely to get... The, fo- the focus is just on one aspect of how the team play. You know, he, you know, he knows everything about everything else. He's just testing one particular part of the, yeah, yeah. the play. So it, it's, it's difficult to if you if you want to do some questions, because I, I tweeted out last night we was doing the potty today and we we got a few sensible ones in. Um, I'll just try and skim past downers. Let's ones. do a non-sensible one first. Okay. Let's do it. let's do downers. No, because Dana was just asking like sexually explicit questions <laughs> about <laughs> tissues or socks. Pertinent, <laughs> pertinent. But he, he lives in Powerstar, doesn't he? I know he said he's dropped. I know he said he's dropped. I'm going to move yeah. there. Oh come on, let's find it. Tissue or wank sock, Mr. Paul? (laughs) (laughs) You don't even do it now. (laughs) Go to bed, cup of cocoa. I'll do that, to be honest. When you get in bed, you just want to put your fucking head down and go to sleep. The last thing you want to do is fucking. The the weather's too hot. Troll your memory for all these fucking (laughs) illicit fucking moments you have. Okay, Dana wants to know why front or boxers? Oh man, I. Mine ain't got wires on the front of them. They're like yeah. these. I don't know what they are. They've they got some fucking holes in them, I'll tell you that. Um, mine are cheap, like boxer underpants. The Wolf Struggle wants to know where Mikey went trekking. So, where did you go when you were down Wales? You oh, to... I went to the Duffnoot Forest. Okay. I've got one from Martin again. Uh, we like Martin's questions. And this is Martin being quite serious. If Molyneux was swallowed up by a sinkhole tomorrow, rendering the whole site unsafe for an indefinite period of time, with only the thumb of Sijak statue left passing from the hole, <laughs> where else in the city would be apt for the location of the new Falson International Arena? Mm. Mm. Oh, that's a fucking tough one, Ed. That's a very tough one. West Park. Uh, uh, West Park. West Park. Um, I'm thinking Aldersley, perhaps. Yeah, Aldersley Stadium. There ain't many pubs right there, though. It's the pilots yeah. up the road. We wouldn't want to go Pi 54 anywhere near that. No, no, no the, the, that's all contaminated that. land. That's bad juju land, that yeah, is, man. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says about what, how much soil they recovered off there. I used to play around there when I was a kid, man, and it's fucking orange and slimy, and there's some bad shit around there, and nothing grew. Yeah, Graham Cobb's got one. If you was stuck on a barren desert island with Lambert and Mark McGee, which one would you eat first? <sighs> I'd, I'd probably get Lambert and beat McGee to death with him. Yeah, but, but that's what I thought last night. I said, let me play football with Lambert's head first. But <laughs> I hate McGee more than Lambert. Because Lambert, yeah, as bad as Lambert. about that is, who would you, you eat? Who would you eat I wouldn't first? eat either of them. I'd, I'd just catch fish with the bits of bones and well, flesh and that. There is an ecological and environmental fucking answer to this question. And I'm going to There's answer a lot it. more blubber on uh, McGee than there is. It'll Lambert. last longer. Right now, if if it's going to take you a long time to eat fucking Lambert, right? He's a bit stringy, yeah. you know. It's going to take some eating because there's a lot of meat on a blanket, right? 
Now, you're not going to be feeding Mickey, are you? But he's got a bit more weight on him, so it, he'll start to lose weight, but not enough weight that re renders him uneatable. So you could be eating Lambert. <laughs> so you can eat Lambert for like, I don't know, a month. Say sun-dried bits of him on the beach. You can make him last about a month, month and a half at tops. And all the while, you are feeding McGee, so he's losing weight, which is a good thing because you, you want him quite lean, you don't want all the fat. Yeah, some of the fat will disappear. You know, so you would eat Lambert first and then you'd eat McGee So later. there you go, Graham Lambert would be eaten first and McGee would be tenderised in the yeah. desert sun. That's just a sensible way of doing it rather than saying like Okay, here's Bro. one from Buzz. These are question from Buzz. With pre-season tour underway, um, what would the ideal location for next year's tour be based on location booze and the quality of the locals? That's what Buzzer wants to know. It, I think it'll be China next year for Defo. Uh, it, it, it's a modern country. It's It's got a good, well, excellent infrastructure. There's a lot of it still left to look at. Uh, we've got to increase our brand in China massively. They're going to be on the telly a lot this year. They're going to be fucking selling tickets like anything. You're, you're going to love this next question. This is from Jamie Walters. So what about, let, 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 let Pauli have it. An answer. No, I, I, I tend to go with the Chinese. Sorry, Paley. I, I, I tend to go with that. Jam, Jamie Walters asks, Viva Nuno has a Kindle version and a paperback, but will there be an audio book version? And if Mikey wasn't to voice it, who would you choose? That's a really good question. Who did the audio version of um, Viva Nuno? If you don't know, Mikey's written a book, by the way. Who, who 1499. Would you, who would you say, Paley? Well, it wouldn't be Piers fucking Morgan, would he? <laughs> Who was on about who, who would play who if it was like podcast characters or it? If it was a film, and I said, I, I reckon Ken Stott would be an excellent Mikey. The trouble yeah. is, he has got this, he has got the uh, Scottish accent, doesn't he? That he'd have yeah, to, he's got but a, he's a good actor and he, he, could, easier, he could do an English. I'm sure he's he got that colour. I'm sure he could even do some yam yam. You'd want Paddy Considine. Paddy Considine's not like doing it because he's got such a range of. The range of emotions in this new book uh, are ridiculous, uh, and you're going to need an actor that's got a, a wide, fucking, a, yeah. a wide acting range. And I think Constantine could do it, and I like his roles, man. Dead Man's Shoes is a fucking brilliant film. If you ain't seen it, no. it's on YouTube. Watch it, Dead Man's Shoes. What Paddy was the one Constantine. where he played the squaddy when he come back? Paddy, that big devil, Miller. I like that one with him. That's a good. And he's doing the boxing. Dead man shoes. Is that what it is? The boxing one was the journeyman, yeah. which is also a highly emotional film. So yeah, he played me. You'd be played by Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Because he's suave, debonair, intelligent. Pearly all over. <laughs> Everything, but he's got two working shoulders. <laughs> yeah. He will fucking play you. Then Blockswitch Bill. He would fucking play you. Who would? I don't know. Play me like a bagpipe. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you reckon of playing? Now, if if I could pick a dead, pick a dead actor as well, because fucking, I think Robert Mitchum would fucking do it. <laughs> Robert Mitchum. You look like fucking Robert Mitchum bad. Do I? Every time I look, I see nothing. Fucking, it's Robert Mitchum's son. There you go. There you go. So anyway, you never answered the question. What was the question? About yeah. who would voice the audio book? Who would voice it? I oh, know. I've got one. Do you know Noddy Alder? Yeah, it'd be yeah. good. It'd be good. 
But because uh, you, you did the lifts in Warsaw Art Gallery, and I've yo are now on the first floor. Yeah, it, I don't know that. Yeah, so you had all these like um, London hipsters and whatever coming to look at the Garmin Ryan because it's some really good <laughs> art in there. There is some really good art. Mate, in there. I, I've got to go up there and have a look. Yeah. I'm so, so you all these London hipsters coming into Garmin yeah. Arb. Uh, uh, all his stuff and that was in there and like uh, yeah, right. and then yeah yo I'm now on the second floor like, <laughs> it was fantastic just look, looking at the reactions Noddy Alder's voice yeah. well, so, I, so, Noddy for me would do you yeah, I'd, I'd have that fucking Doreen tip to doing it you can't have her no. man she fucking makes me laugh like she is she, funny Doreen is she, funny that, that one she did with Bully yeah. oh shit man I've never seen I was laughing and I was crying. I sent that Oris. Oris oh, loved man. him. Oh, and we have got a guest question. Oh, Gandalf and a Lord of the Rings. He'd be great, he would. We've got a guest and question. And lo, we have come okay. to Molyneux. I'm just going to shout this to Ian. I've got a guest question from via WhatsApp because this fella who sent it's not on... I um, fucking know exactly what it is. He's not on, he's not on <laughs> Twitter anymore. So, the guest question is, does Mikey style his hair... On the Mick Gooding look. What, what do you reckon, Pearly? Because he's even included. It's close, it's, it's, there. it's there. It's there. It's there, Mick Gooding. You see, he asked me that question this morning. He said, just for a laugh, he said, Do you do your hair like Mick Gooding? What are you fucking Lindy's father? Who's he talking about? Because he went to Reading Day from us. I've never fucking heard of him. He went on the couch. How many games did he play? He was, he, we had him a couple of seasons. Did we? Right? I yeah. don't remember him. Yeah. He must have been really shit. But his hair looks good. <laughs> he had a good haircut. But yeah, Oris sent me that this morning. And I thought, fuck it, I don't even know who that is. Man, we, we could he? Yeah, so we, we've covered all the um, Twitter questions. Unless I uh, ask for a live one, that'd be good. Okay. Uh, do, do it live. We'll see then. That'd be fucking good. They'll all be watching um, the stream, and they? They'll all be like on Wolf's TV. The new shirt was nice, Ian. Uh, I, th I think the new shirt looks fantastic, mate. It looks really? a lot better in, in, in to yeah, the when you actually see it close up and you 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 know absolute beautiful shirt. Smart bit of kit, but the, also the, the nice polo shirts they were doing. They look There's, nice. yeah, the black one does. Yeah, look really I mean I look at, like a twatting one, so I'll be getting one. But and how much have the polo shirts? Thirty-five. Fuck. Thirty-five quid. I can't afford that. I've never spent 35 quid on an item of clothing in my life. That's the God's honest truth. Any nice clothes you see me in, off, someone's given me. I've got an old wolf spot polo shirt you can have. Do you feel I look nice in it? Molyneux Stadium. Mate, donate your clothes. So I've just tweeted one that you want to question while we're doing the poddy live, so we're just waiting to see what comes in. I'm sure somebody will come up with something really... We're having a new flag done. Another one? Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's Derek Dugan inspired. It, it has to be done. Yeah, because we, we're moving that fast forward. Now, that, that I, I don't want us to be in danger of forgetting what all this stuff was. Strange you said that, because I was going to get a shirt this afternoon, but they've sold out. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking of having... Um, Munro on the back because mm. strangely enough this is now when I think we're back where we belong yeah because nobody was more pleased than me when we won that fucking playoff final but 
within a few weeks of the pre-season, we realised it was going to be one fucking long, hard slog day. We knew it's one one at half time, and um, Rafa Mia strikes from a corner to cancel out Ricky Van Wolf's Winkle early headed effort. So Rafa Mia. Rafa Mia. Second half, we've gone with uh, full eleven by the look of it. That's the second half eleven. Big Rafa, but but yeah, Frank Munro. And I, I, can I just mention? Sorry, yeah. Pilot, can I just mention something about Dugan? Yeah, if you don't mind. I mean, I know, like he's, he's, he's an icon and whatever, but like you know, his connection with the Barty brothers. Don't you think that taints his memory? Somewhere? Nah, I don't think it was anything to do with him. I think I know he, he's just a front man. I think for he was it. badly advised. I know he was a front uh, man for it, and he it, took some dollar for it. You know, he took some neck for it, but it. it you could say that about any player, you know what I mean? That that's that's got a dark past, and they've all got they've all got something in their lives that they got tangled up with, and they come out with with, with a, a worse perception of the public, I suppose. But and you can you put any player forward from the past and say they've all got dark fucking skeletons in the cupboard. But I think he was wrongly advised. Uh, to be honest, stuff that I've heard since. Of people that knew what was happening, uh, don't look on him in any bad way at all, you know. It, and there's just there's just something about Duke that even if he fucking turned up naked at your front door at three o'clock in the morning and doing a shit in your flower pot, it it it's like it don't make no difference because what he did for the club far surpassed anything that he might have been badly advised against. Uh, perhaps I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the sun to shine out of his arse, but he's my hero, he was. No, I know that, and and that, and that, and I know like what he means to you, but yeah. that, that, that's why I just wanted to make the point. He, he ain't changing it for me. No, it's, that's it's fine, it's the other side of the coin. It's just that when anybody mentions him to me, like, I know like a few a few of the lads that I've known a long time, you like Wolves and whatever, we, we've well, always got the Barty's sort of, yeah, you would do, but, but 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 all I'm all I'm saying is the people that that, that I've spoken to, uh, who, were, who were well connected with the club in them days, and uh, and who, who went through all that shit, haven't got a bad word to say about Derek Dugan. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And they were there. They knew what was going on. That is fair enough. I mean, my collect, my recollections of it are all a bit hazy now. It's to actually, yeah. you know, when you when you try and put it into a sort of chronological sequence of how Dugan got involved in getting the Batty brothers onto the onto the scene and yeah. I knew that that that's all faded into a bit of I'm I'm absolutely sure, like you say, it was all done with the most honest of intentions. Um but he undoubtedly had got some very shady dealings yeah. at, at around that time that were connected money wise he whether he was badly advised, like you say, whatever, yeah, yeah. He, he, he certainly did some stuff that well, <laughs> was yeah. like well, sort of less than, less than so, shall we say, above board. I know, uh, and, and certainly when he went to Kettering Town and in like, oh, yeah, 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 and all that. But I mean, having said all that, there the is nobody, and, and, and Bully comes into this category. Bully was, Bully was. Is, much more my hero in terms of the guy who's, who's like rescued the club and and like yeah. scored the goals that were important and yeah. and will sort of be my sort of all time hero if you like because nobody's nobody 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 can 
from now on reach the status bully reached no. in, in his I years at the club. I can't ever see that happening. But nobody I have seen at Wolverhampton Wanderers yet has ever had the charisma that Dugan had on and off the pitch. Yeah. The guy had got that bit of magic to him that you can't quantify in anybody. Mm. He was he was just he was a superstar. Yeah. You know, you know, if he, if he'd been English as opposed to Irish, he, he would have been an absolute cult hero throughout yeah. the land yeah. it, that, that was how good he was that, that, that was the, the thing about the guy he just got that just got that magic persona about him that you know, you know he, even Bully don't possess that Bully's yeah. great but he, he, he never, he's, he's never come that close and that was the thing about Duke he yeah. was such a hero wasn't he? he he really was so I can understand it yes a bit of dodgy background we've had a question here uh, can I just yeah by all means just, sorry. Just, just tie this up a little bit. yeah yeah sorry we're going to do the Duke flag it it has to be done it, it's going to be different but that, that'll be flag number two that we've got but flag number three is going to fucking involve Stevie Ball the ideas that we've got I'll tell you after the podcast it's not for your ears <laughs> I mean Bully's my icon he always always and, and mine I, I still can't talk to him without bursting into a sweat again. <laughs> I mean that thing we did that I can't talk to him when, when I did that um, piece and you jazzed it up and whatever that, uh, that's one of the best things I've ever read I'll, I'll read it now thinking that's just Bully just about Bully yeah, yeah. He, his personality is great I yeah. mean he, he got to uh, I haven't. I don't think I've talked to anybody about this because I had a great mate, who, a lad called Pete Williams, who sadly passed away a few years back. Uh, and and Pete shared two things with me: a love of greyhound racing, loved a bit, and he loved he loved going to Wolverhampton races as well, as well as the Wolves. And he used to he used to meet up with Bully, and when, when he got when he got cancer, I mean, he he got this big staple in his head from when he had his first cancer operation and the first thing he did was go out of hospital and go to Wolverhampton races and meet Stevie Bull and have a, have a, have a rattle to him and, and, and the way Bully was with Pete oh, I, I can't thank the bloke enough if you know what I mean mm. he inspired him that much after he come out of hospital to go and still do what he did go to the races go to the dogs go to the wolves Bully was very much hand on him and, and no, nothing can can take that away from no. him you know, you know that, that I'll remember that so I mean I've seen him like we took him with Junior and whatever like and you see him and look, I can't speak do you know what I mean he's just yeah yeah, yeah, if ever, yeah, yeah well, I've seen him a few times at different do's and things I can't like talk that. to him I've <laughs> seen him at a fight you, you, just, you just sort of you dry up don't you well, the whenever he, God's on his truth, right? We're going to this, this uh, classic car show in fucking Pattingham somewhere, and he was there. And the one many people there it was a little village man. There's about three hundred people there, so I could, everywhere he was, I fucking went the opposite way in case I just bumped into him, and I wouldn't know what to fucking say to the bloke. You know what I mean? Because I was there, man. You know, them years that nobody can understand how desolate that fucking place was yeah. it was fucking desolate and every walk to the ground 
got sparser and sparser. You know what I mean? There was a time where you could walk up Molyneux Alley and you were like fucking, you were being picked up, yeah, shoulder to shoulder. And then all of a sudden, there was, you'd see like six people. 1985, like, and then it just was before horrific, he got, November 86, we signed him, didn't we? But that, that, that for me was the, the springboard. That was and then, then. It, then he came and it started then. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. We've mentioned What's it before. That was it. That was the driver for it, him coming. He re, he, I know I Jack did his bit, like, but on the pitch. Oh, man. But, but Bully it. carried us. You put a, a statue of Bully up, man, and fucking see what had happened. What a man. But, we but, should have a statue of Bully. That should be the fourth one. We'll, we'll do a special podcast one of the days about Bully. Yeah. We'll, we'll wax more. We'll get the fucking bastard on. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, bully, come on our podcast. <laughs> okay, then we've got, got a question um, from Stacey. You know, Stacey, yeah. uh, our mate, said, if you could pick any... England player from the World Cup tournament for Wolves, who would you choose and why? Only one. She's put an exclamation oh. mark. So you've got one player that you can choose. From, oh. from which? So from the England squad. Yeah, which England player from the World Cup tournament? So it's the only one that's there now. Well, and you put him into yeah. the squad as it is now? For Wolves, yeah. It's a toughie, yeah. It's a toughie. I know who I'd have. Oh, he's fucking the silence is hanging here. It's an argument. It, it, it is. I mean, like, to be honest, you'd take most of them, wouldn't you, really? Yeah, they're all fit. But I suppose yeah. at the end of the day, for the goals that he scores, he's got to be Harry Kane, hasn't he? Ah, well, that ain't my choice, see. It'd be Kane all day long for me. 20, 20 goals plus in the Premier League. Yeah. I mean, clean sheets are all well and good, but goals win your games. So if you've got somebody, and he could play in our system, Kane could play could play in our system because he's that intelligent. Kane could play as that pivot in the Bonatini role, the Jimenez role, or whatever. He's doing that role now, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He could do it, yeah. But he guarantees you twenty. He's got twenty-five plus the last three seasons for Spurs. So I'm with Pearlie. We Kane all day long for me. So Mikey's going to go left field. Yeah, man, because the thing is, I watch fucking Loftus Cheek a lot, right? Yeah. And I like the way he's, he fucking moves about and he does his stuff. I like the way he takes people on. I like the fact he runs into space. If you see some space, he's got the ball, his feet is in it. You know what I mean? And he's nibbling away at them. But when the boots on the, uh, the boots on the other foot and the opposition are attacking, his movement's fucking phenomenal, man. He's, he's, he's moving people out of position and he's putting in hard tackles and there's just something about him I like as much as I admire Kane and everything uh, purely for the fact that we'd have to get him off Tottenham and he'd be an ex-Tottenham player which we ain't ever had a lot of fucking success with I don't think uh, and, and just by him being I don't know I don't like looking at him you know what I mean there's something funny about him and I don't know what it is <laughs> But Loftus-Cheek every day of the week. Okay. Kimbo wants to know, is it coming home? Of course it's fucking coming home. It's coming home, home Kimbo. Uh, Kimbo, yeah. check out, check out my, my blog, man. And <coughs> before this even started, I, was, I said, we're going to fucking win it and there's no two ways about it. It's, of course it's coming home. Don't even bother watching the match. It's going to be France in the final and we'll absolutely murder them. I think we're going to get we haven't got our first gear yet. Uh, uh, we'll absolutely move it for that. Oh, oh fucking our first gear. 
I want. I want to see them French twats crying. I want to see them fucking crying, all on the pitch, all, all, all sad, with their little fucking shitty French beards and the little shitty French names. Fuck France. And and then we've got Jeff Williams at Old GR Foghorn Leghorn wants to know what will it be like sitting with Kenny whilst you both sign books. How about that? You ain't wrote a book, have you, Michael? <laughs> well. I, I did write a book. It's available on Amazon. <laughs> on 14.99 in paperback. Uh, what would you like sitting next to him? I don't know, man. Well, I do know what it's going to be like. It's going to be one of the most abstract, fucking surreal, uh, mental moments that I'd probably ever have. And I'm going to enjoy every fucking second of it. And just look, at, look around me and just think, what the fuck is going on here? All these fucking donuts and eaten <laughs> by a fucking a load of fucking madness that I've written in this book that don't make sense from one page to another. And then we've had a question from Tom Aiden who says, um, after seeing the Wolves be Basel friendly today, will either Giles or Conclaves feature for Wolves this season? Well, we ain't watched it. We ain't seen it yet, so mate. We, we so, can't we're, say, we're, so we're going to try and catch up with it later. But one of my favourite political cartoons this was uh, Giles, so I'll go for Giles. Can we just go back to to Jeff Boy though? Oh, that gesture he's he's done Beautiful. with uh, yeah top draw. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Uh, 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 thanks Jeff for that. Uh, I know my hat. I'll, I'll, I'll turn up, but I'm in Yorkshire unfortunately. At the time, you're so going to be at his baronial lodge. Uh, have you, have I'll, you I'll seen pictures? Yeah, yeah, it's like Jeff. I'm he's trimming his wisteria for you. Fuck it. I mean, I, I've heard his estate in Telford is that big, the, the far end of it into Wales. Mate, I don't know if there's any truth <laughs> in that. All I'm saying is, I haven't got many rich friends. You won't be far from Downer, then, if you're going into Wales, will will he? All right, Downer. (laughs) He's he's got his Welsh flag out on the fucking garden now, mate. (laughs) Fucking English, you see. I'm sure he's got a Gareth Bale um, poster on his bedroom wall. That's what I've heard. (laughs) Have you, Downer? Come on, admit it. That's what I've heard, mate. He's got this... And and he knows the fucking Welsh National Anthem, because I sang it to him and he fucking knew the words. Were you just clearing your throat, though, at the time? It's a beautiful language, Welsh. I love the Welsh. You do? Yeah. I do. Even if they ban you from their pubs? Mate, they, they were like annoyed. <laughs> uh, there were threats, a few threats. Uh, but I took them all in my stride and we all made friends afterwards and, and everything was good. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with So that. there was no Welsh pickle? I was going to go outside, pick the picnic table, throw it for the fucking main room. <laughs> it kicks off in here, you aggravate me, man. This picnic table is going fucking rude there. Well, I'm sorry about it. No, he's a top man, isn't he, Jeff? And he does. Um... Jeff is a, a lovely man. Jeff, thank you very much. I should, I should have said thank you. I've also got to say thank you to Neil Wright. He did the cover for the book. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's done an absolutely fucking fantastic job. He's, he's scapulated he everything good. that's in the book. He's on the fucking cover. No, he's top drawer, is he? Uh, well he, done, Neil. Well done, Neil. Thank you very, very much for all the work that you do for us. Because, man. If, if I had to do this shit, I'd be there for like hours, man, weeks. I can't do graphical crap. I can't do a lot of crap on a computer. But but yeah, big up to Neil Wright. Big up to Jeff as well, man, because I met him and he's, he's a lovely man. It was an emotional moment. I think it was at Leeds when Benning scored. And uh, that was the first time I met him. And so we met in like a moment of you know, happiness and, and, and joy. You can normally hear him now, can't you? Well, that's continued. He's pieces of fart like he's fucking, ah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, Jeff's palatial abode. Yes. That's what we're going to. Any more questions? 
No, that somebody asked about um, the capital of Ecuador, but that's just being facetious, isn't it? Uh, what is the capital of Ecuador? Um, Off the top of your head, I got a clue. I was never that good at geography. La Paz or something. Or La Paz is Bolivia. I'm, um, Caracas, Venezuela. I'm just trying to work out. Well, we'll reading them off. Yeah. A, a list we'll, of eighteenth we'll century revolution. We'll they go fucking Google. Yes, I people aren't even Google smart anymore, am they? It's, it's the same as everybody saying fucking. Uh, is your book out in paperback? It's like, man, read the shit. Have you written a book? Yeah, it's available <laughs> fourteen ninety nine on uh, the paperback version. The e-book's four ninety nine, but I might put the e-book down. Uh, I'm thinking about it. Still in good numbers, though. Is it still number one? It's it's still number one in the, yeah. It's number one in a lot, and in, in the in the worldwide rankings, it's number seventy nine. Seventy nine in, uh, in the world. In, in sport books, it's beating fucking Alex Ferguson's book, which I looked at. <laughs> yeah, you put a little drum roll for that one. Great. Yeah, I bet you're a fucking book mate. How have you shifted like several hundred in Japan? I'm like amazed by that. It was two hundred and forty-four, I think, was it? Two hundred and eleven. Uh, they were bought, bought in one in one fucking sitting. Somebody has bought one single person yeah. has bought fucking two hundred on fucking books so, so whether they're going to stock their shops with them they're going to chain yeah. them like weird fucking esoteric comic shops and they want to they think that'll fit in there <laughs> amongst all the manga yeah <laughs> and that's next it. to Watchmen by Alan Moore and <laughs> you know all their fucking weird comic things but yeah they yeah. bought it and it, 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 it's doing well numbers wise I think but I, I could tell you the numbers I mean the reaction I haven't looked the, the reaction I mean I've downloaded it, but I'm not ready yet. I'm not in, I, I can't read it yet. I'm not ready to read it. But the reaction that I've seen on Twitter, everybody absolutely loves it. Yeah, it, I haven't read it the, yet, the, so I can't give any. There's big, just big love for it, in there. And right, rightfully so, the blogs were like one of the highlights of last season. They were all it, right, weren't they? The blogs just mirrored what was happening on the pitch and off the pitch in terms of our stories. And I yeah. think that's why it was that refreshing. That people I, I think it's important to have it for a, a, a number of reasons because, like I said at the time, I, I thought that the, the whole false and global soconomic thing was abstract and a bit strange and I didn't want us to be in danger of losing our way in, in, in any shape or form, you know. So mm. I had to kind of say, all right, Emma, we're signing all these sexy fucking £16 million players and we, you know, we're gonna have this big stadium rebuild and this funky Adidas shirt, and we're gonna watch this beautiful but football. But we're still going to the games on the bus, and we're still the, yeah. on the and bus. We're still we're going to the pub before. We're still the game. not eating for a week so we can buy a fucking season ticket. You know, we're still hobbling up them fucking steps every week, up and down them to to, to watch our team. And so don't forget us, like. Yeah. And so that's what that that's what the whole purpose of the blogs was, but but they took off. But the only the only reason it reverberated with a lot of people is the simple fact it's it's their fucking stories. It, it they ain't only mine, you know. Yeah. They, they're all of our stories. We've all we've all done it. I mean, you just said they resonate with everybody. Every everybody I know and speak to about it, and that's like the side town Michael. We love his blogs. We love it. We love it, and they do, and it's fantastic. And long might continue. But but that's what I'm saying. Like when people say that to me, they say, "Oh, we, we love your blogs, man. We need to do this," and I'm like, "Man, it 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 feels really weird because when I write, I'm not writing for me. That it's not my shit. 
I write about fucking finger banging blondes in fucking pentagrams. <laughs> That's what I do. I've read the blogs, I've read them. <laughs> They're vile and horrible and, and dark, and but that's where I put a lot of them. But this stuff is, is all of our stuff. Yeah. You know, it's all our stories. Because if it was just me going to the fucking Royal London before the match, having the, the one point that I used to have, and then walking down there on my Todd and back, then it ain't interesting, is it? In yeah, a lot of ways, have I ranted too much? No, no, no it's, it's, it's just it's just the way. Hey, talking about me, man, and the shit that I. It's I the do. way you phrase things, and it's, it's just the idioms and the metaphors and everything. It's just and the comedy, the humour. That's what runs it through it. Life. It does. You gotta laugh, though. You? No, you've got to have a laugh. You got and it's all part of our identity, which which, as you say, blends in well with the revolution that's, that's going on. It's the yeah. revolution. We've, we're fans for taking the piss out of the opposition players and fans. Eh? We, we, that's like oh, that's black, black country wit. Yeah, yeah. A Serbic wit. Man, I'll tell you what, they can't chat any fucking kind of. The Scottish can do it sometimes. Scot, the Scottish football fan. And, and often you get a bit of. Uh, the, the, the Manchester fans could be quite funny, they're quite intelligent. But, but on the whole, man, a, a lot of people, a lot of other fans, especially on social media, can't deal with the banter. Just they don't, don't get, get off. They don't get it at all now. No. You know what I mean? They can't deal with cake, can they? <laughs> they can't deal with cake in a lot of respects. But it's, it's the same with a lot of when people. You, Jason, you, you, you know, Jason's some, top drawer on you there. Look at, you look at some of the, the clubs and the places they come from, like fucking Reading. What a fucking yeah. shit all that is. Like, you know, what a... What a nothing place. It's They've got keep mentioning that place to me in negative terms. He's got nothing going for yeah. it whatsoever. An awful stadium. I you know, I hate it. It's, it's one of the worst experiences you've ever life, And it? this season yeah. it was grey and it fucking it was threatening yeah. to rain and yeah. everything blended into this fucking greyness. The people were grey. I had season before we got fucking soaked right into that bastard boy back to We did. The young big dog, yeah. No, Nobody wanted to get it. That it was no. like, yeah. There's normally a dozen or whatever on a away day. There was me and Big Dog. It was like, bit, oh, fuck, ready, we don't go. And you can understand it. There's nothing to do there. I'm we were in and out. Get, getting back to Falson, um, well, because I follow Falson International on Twitter. So like, As do I. You're interested into what that? They've done like some big fucking dating agency and stuff, whatever, has put that into the portfolio. And like the ethos when Guerrero's gone on about it is, is like family and commitment to each other. And the way he puts it down to all his um, executives. What do you think about the, the shirt sleeve sponsor, this crypto currency? Well, that's ahead of the curve, Mikey. I, about six months ago, I sat down and started to research Folsom minutely everything that they did not only the, the, the public information that was available on the internet i went on the dark web as well and i started trawling through fucking company communications and loads of interesting shit about Folsom. and i said does it have any warnings caught like when i tried it with morgan i got some like you're in danger of prosecution man, and all this i'm like fucking neo-matrix <laughs> you know what i'm saying I can't, I can't operate Paint Shop Pro or Photoshop, but you tell me to find some information out, and I'm gonna fucking find that information. And well, you don't get a doctorate if you can't do research. No, man, that's that's right. So I did my research. I found out all about them. 
I find out that they were, uh, they're investing uh, uh, on, a, on a small scale at the moment in stuff like uh, cryptocurrencies, blockchain software technology, artificial intelligence, and uh, I intimated to a few people about it. I discussed it. We've discussed yeah, it yeah. before about what they're doing. This thing that that, that popped up in that paper, I don't is it, was it the Telegraph or something popped up in? But man, you're behind the curve, lads. I, I saw that fucking months ago. It, it, it's what Faustin are doing. I've, I've said before about the media being kind of inched out because this is this is new media happening. Yeah. yeah, there's a new order of people making podcasts and videos and making their own songs, do, do, pressing their own shit, doing their own shit, and the internet has enabled people to do that. I think, in, in politically geographic terms, right? To, I, I don't want to use too too big a word. False, as well as looking at these alternative uh, technologies, are also looking at alternative political systems. Right now, because they can see in the future that they're not going to allow states to set economic policy, they're not not going to let political bodies uh, say we're going to have this kind of economy and we're going to do this. What you're going to find is companies are going to be setting up alternative economies. Yeah, mm. that is out of normal political control. It's 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 one of them steps to globalism that we discussed mm. back yeah. in the eighteenth century yeah. by Hobbes. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. talked about the same thing. But there's an adaptation of, of what Folsom are doing. Don't look at Folsom as a normal company in terms of like ICI or or Shell Oil yeah. or, or Microsoft, any of these big companies. Folsom are nothing like them at all. They have looked so far into the future and plan for it that, that I think they're going to be fucking unstoppable in the future and I think our team are going to be unstoppable also because we're a focal point for them aren't we yeah yeah so that's what I've got to say about that I, I, I mean so, so we've, we've covered nearly all the topics but it would be remiss of us I mean because it's been in the pipe it's been on Twitter and we've we, we've had a laugh about it I know it, what you're going to talk about Come on, because it's happening in Aston Villa. We've got. I've sen sensed it. And <laughs> the boy well. started to tremble. The fucking dog started to whine and walk around in a circle. But I, I can't, are you going to say it? I know it's recidivism. I can't. I can't resist it. <laughs> I'm not having a fucking. Do, um, I could do a whole podcast. Well, I, we had. We've had the great news about Blues having this transfer embargo. Oh, which is fucking brilliant. It's all going wrong, you fucking Brummunder mate. It's all going wrong in there. This fucking thing about. Dr. Tony now saying he, he won't sell it. it it's it's because he don't want to sell it. It's because the, these guys in China have told him he can't lose yeah. face over yeah. this aid. So he, he, he can't sell it. You know, they're saying we want our fucking money back if you're going to yeah. sell it. He's seeking my agreements. We're not going to have less than what we've put in. He's seeking so. minority investment in it. Well, that's that is, yeah, yeah. And that, that's a lot of aid because it's like. It's like it's just, it's you, you, can't, you, you can't pay your mortgage. So you say, what I'll do, I'll, I'll, I'll sell the two spare bedrooms that I occupied, but nobody can sleep in them and nobody can rent them out. What an excellent and, and, way of putting and, it. And you can, only, you can only get your money back in this part investment as and when the house is sold. Yeah. 
The only problem is, lads, I might have to sell the tiles on the fucking roof as well. So I'll be fucking. And you know, the central heating unit, the boiler's got to go. <laughs> fucking hell, they are in such a fucking. What, what a great way of explaining it. So Fantastic weak. analogy. Mm. But how else can you look at it? Who would go in and buy, try and buy 40% of something that he owns that's losing money hand over fist? that's got no control over it uh, and he's just going to go backwards the revenue streams going he's, he's getting lower and lower yeah they've already had the season ticket money in the prospects are selling great numbers of tickets for their games this season or what they ain't going to get many more than the, the season ticket holders go and watch and why fans what two and a half thousand yeah that's it that's it yeah. Yeah. so you know and most of most of that's covered in costs of police and whatever you know, they'll like, shoot the top of the trinity road again won't yeah. they so, I've got to say, it's fantastic. Last week in Wales, I met a fucking Villa fan, and uh, I don't know he, he was a Villa fan at the time, but I knew this was a fucking bit strange about him. And uh, we were talking about football, and we was talking about the Wolves, and then he said, uh, "He said, well, I'm a Villa fan, see." And I thought, oh, I've, I've, well, I said to him, "I fucking knew this was wrong." Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he said, "He said, mate," he said. I, I don't understand this fucking Wolves Villa thing. He says, I'll say that from straight out to you. I don't understand it. He said, when we played you, he says, I was there, I was a season ticket holder. And he says, I've seen the old 10 fucking packed out. I've seen the top tier full up. The Tilton Road end was fucking packed out. He said, that place was fucking leaving. He said, I was absolutely disgusted because I thought, if they can all turn up to this fucking game, why can't they turn up at any other fucking game of the season when it's been half empty? He said, and I was fucking disgusted. And I thought, well, I don't really fucking care, mate. <laughs> I ain't interested in your fucking club's problems only for, for the humorous points. But I thought, ah, perhaps he did have a point now. He was fucking packed out when we played him, mate. Fickle as fuck, are they? Yeah. The fickle as fuck. Like, they can get 42,000. Yeah, 4-1 on your big day. Yeah. He and was then, fucking disgusted, by They him. can get 40-odd thousand, but then the next week they get 27. If anybody follows uh, Show for Dave on Twitter, he's, he's, done a, he's done a great one about their uh, tweet about their strip today. Eh? Yeah. A, like, <laughs> we've got Adidas designing, like, you know, selling hundreds of thousands of our shirts, and, and they've got Luke from Smalley you know, designing, <laughs> designing his in his fucking bedroom. <laughs> and it's about right, eh? I mean, normally you wouldn't pay too much. You wouldn't pay too much attention to them, other than to take the piss, because they've done it to us. It's been pelters. But Potato Head was on um, Twitter, and so because so, somebody had retweeted it, like Dina Thomas in it, and, it, and he's going on. Well, we uh, we've got to go again. We've got, but we can't do it with this. But we've got to expect it because the fans expect it. But we won't like getting his excuses in fucking early, saying that a few have to go. Grealish, going to end up going for about five or six million quid. Yeah. Because people are just wait and wait and wait till the end until because they're losing five million or five million a month to service yeah. the outgoings and it, the runnings of the club five million a month. With the, the interest racking up every time, every month as well. Wasn't it the EFL have asked them to give them information about um, how they can run for the season? Yeah, if they're capable of doing that. Yeah, break down a spreadsheet. To it's the same the EFL that they were crying about us too last yeah. season. Man, oh, I've always said it. About fucking Quan, man. Now Quan, when you've got it, is an important thing. But but Quan can work both ways. It's like a, a yin and a yang. There's a fucking evil Quan. 
And what's happening at Villa at the minute? Evil Kwan. That's what's happening to them, man. Evil Kwan is spreading throughout their stands and throughout their hearts. They're black tendrils of fucking evilness. They're affecting them. And that started when fucking Duffel Baghead, right, and Tony fucking Zia started slagging my club off. And, and, and that fat prick whiners. The wizard knew I was fucking throwing some spells back at you. Yeah, fucking right? using his might on fucking Radio Birmingham and in the Birmingham Mail and whatever. Yeah, the propaganda, point, the point propaganda fingers, arm. Yeah, and it didn't fucking work. The fucking propaganda arm of Radio fucking Birmingham. It didn't fucking work. They had a look they at work. it. Nothing doing. Propaganda. Nothing doing. Disinformation. As Horace would say, disinformation. Horace, I hope you're okay. I've asked you a question. Um, and your follicles. Panchal's um, agreeing. And I'm eating the biscuits, so I can't talk. <laughs> but, yeah, man. They're suffering. And I'm, I'm, on the one hand, I love their suffering. On the other hand, I also I love their suffering. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say as well, with the, with the World Cup going on and and with like when England win it on Sunday, we we can all celebrate. But please don't do what some have suggested and celebrate it with, you know, shit fans or Villa fans or whatever. Nah. Let's just keep it as a wolf celebration, you yeah. know. Be happy for England and Wolves. Fuck, fuck everybody shit. else. Fuck all them. Why we, would you want to do anything we, with we, them? We don't want to. We don't want to know. They, they're I still didn't know this was a thing, sword. God. No, somebody suggested that I was like, no, no, fuck them off. Uh, we don't, we don't, we, yeah, we'll, we'll celebrate for England. Let the fucking shit cheer for fucking Belgium with that shit cunt Chadley or whatever it is. Yeah. Let them cheer them on or something. Fuck yeah. them, we don't, we don't want nothing to do with, with them at all. Well, just keep It's like the England away games, man. There's, a, there's always that, that element of when you're in the pub and there's about 20 of you and then fucking 20 Albion fucking walking and you know half of them and you look at them and you're thinking well you know it's like you nod as if to say alright mate it's just fucking ceasefire but I've been on the train from Wolverhampton pulled up at fucking Samuel and Dudley and the balloon's gone up <laughs> on England games like fucking British transport place you're like jeez yeah. I've seen it a few times at England game for it. Excuse me eating the biscuit. This is so unprofessional. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking starving. I don't even know what I'm saying. What was my England you, games? England games. Richard yeah. fans. On yeah, the in the concourse they haven't they're having to go at each other down at Wembley. Yeah. It happens a lot, especially with London clubs. Yeah. Not so much northern clubs. It's kind of a chilled out vibe in northern clubs. Kind of a vibe with Midland clubs, but London clubs, man, they're always attacking each other. I don't know what's wrong with them. I'm, really I'm looking forward to going down there, though. The Tottenham, we're actually looking forward to. Yeah. I mean, our first three home games have been moved for TV, so that tells you something that there's interest there coming to see what's going on with the new illusion. Um, so Everton. R5, it's the, that's just going to be off the chain, that is, that first match. Yeah, it's quite good, actually. No, it first, is. First one's been moved to R5. I normally sort of don't like Sky moving kickoffs and things, but that one being moved to R5, that first game, I think it should set it up. Very yeah, because all the other results are going to be, you know, and then whatever. 
people will be in the pub at the same time as if it was a three click. Oh, past 11. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a case of if we win 3 0, we get top of the league. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> imagine that. Because <laughs> I've got that mark on the right Mind the gap. <laughs> <laughs> Mind the chasm. Fuck Villa. Fuck it. I'll I t- I tell you what, man, there's going to be some fucking drunken dudes. <laughs> the sun's going to be shining. Fucking cool, man. Everybody's going to be asking me and Norris what went on. <laughs> I've got a bad leg, so you know what I mean. I, I, really, I will be fucking quite wrecked. So I hope nobody comes up and says, "Is he, is he out on paperback yet?" <laughs> so I don't have fucking know. I don't even know who I am. <laughs> Asterix shakes head. <laughs> it's fucking true though. It's gonna be some fucking limbs, but it's good because everybody's been allowed as fuck. Yeah, and that's that's what we've got to do the benchmark. Loud as fuck for the Everton game and just carry it on. Well, the next game's Man City out, then Burnley yeah. the third one. Well, the, the thing is, I've got a feeling that, and I don't want to talk about it too much in case it, you know, it puts the negative black corn onto it, but I think we're going to fucking smash this season. Okay. I think we're going to fucking absolutely. If, 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 if we finish top, at the end of this season, right? And they are joking. I wouldn't be fucking surprised. Now, that, that's all I'm saying. It's not a bit. I know it's a big fucking. It, it, it's a big prediction, but I've got this little feeling, man. And my little feelings normally come right. Momentum's yeah. a big thing, isn't it, in football? Well, and we've got we've got that momentum behind have, we us. We have got some massive momentum. And it, I think I think we need another two or three in quality additions. Uh, a midfielder, striker. And possibly right wing back as well. The thing, the thing is, it's, it's a big squad game, isn't it? No, it is you, in there. But we ain't got we ain't got like European football or anything of the big boys to worry about. So it's it's just going to be cup football in the league. I, I mean, top, top, top half would be be fantastic, but yeah. anything above that, I don't know. But but you wouldn't discount it under Nuno, would you? No, you wouldn't. He ain't going in there to make up the numbers, and Falson ain't in there to. There is a massive signing coming. There's a massive signing coming. The, the bid's in. It's on the table. The money, massive money on the table. We're just waiting for the World Cup to conclude. So do you reckon that player could be in the fucking... Any of the squads the, that are the, already... R- Rumours are rife that um, he's busy at the World Cup. Fucking look Maradona, man, and he's... See the cocaine things? His madness. You see the window in front of his fucking seat which is covered in cocaine. There's a video of him as well, man, with all these fucking little bimbos jumping all over him and after he's coked out of his fucking teeth. So, somebody um, did a clip on uh, Twitter of him and he was playing for somebody against the rest of the world and he scored a goal and they run on the pitch to celebrate with him and somebody bought him a bag of snort on. <laughs> Honest to God... Twi- 20, 20, um, re- re- 20 retweeted it I was like he's never just done that <laughs> and one of his and like the kitten he like that yeah. fucking Fuck. does a lying fuck's sake man it, I, I, I'll tell you what man I, I've, I've snorted a line of coke in my time a few of them and, and I'll, I'll tell you this after I've fucking snorted one the last thing I want to do is run around on a fucking football pitch <laughs> I could ball. never get it to stop on the table the bubbles and the, it just kept dripping everywhere man <laughs> but it, it's so expensive it, it, it's not the drug of a poor man like me you know what I mean ten bag of low cheese does me a week 
she beats off. Make him last. <laughs> but fair play to you, man. You made me laugh. You made this. You have to have a mad story in the World Cup, I think. Yeah, he's been he's been that, isn't he? Yeah, and he's not fucking rolling around here. Man. Where was it, which yeah. was the one where he was a Was it 94? Was it America? When it was in the States? It was 94. When it, when he come back, he'd been on a ban or something. It was, I think he was still at Napoli. 86 they won it, didn't they? 86 they won it, yeah. 90, did they get to the final? They did. Mm. And then it was 94. It was, so it was the US. Where his, his neck's bulging all his veins and he runs over yeah. to the camera like that. Batty Stewart's just playing with him. Flag. Yeah, yeah, and he's, he's off his head, on he? He's he coked out of his nuts. Yeah. Uh, the f- fucking bad. That bag he had on the plane had like, I don't know, 1500 quid worth of snorts <laughs> in it. And, uh, <laughs> and he probably I, puts out in his cornflakes. <laughs> all I'll say about it, he was, he, he, he's a South American. He's fucking well connected with the Argentinian underground and political underground. Oh yeah, right? yeah you can imagine. That dude's gonna have access to some fucking I primo fucking blob, right? And that is what he's shoveling in his face <laughs> every fucking day. Man, how, how is he still alive? He's gonna go down his fucking sweeping staircase with two fucking AK forty seven. Yeah, to my yeah, like man. It's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. Film, one, yeah. one of one of my favourite films. I would never cuss it, but fucking hell, man. How, how that bloke's still alive, I don't know. Amazing footballer, cheating bastard, like all South American footballers. Yeah. Well, he, he he come out with a comment about England beating Colombia, and he's saying that they were robbed and this that and the other. Fucking Maradona. He's pretty. Had a petition to fucking replay. Yeah. No, no. And yeah. people were signing it. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Columbia? You fucking idiots. But, oh man, that's a weird as arse. I know we've already talked about it, but man, them players. I thought that'd be a good game in terms of football. I thought yeah, football I, I thought it was. I was disappointed with it. I think Paris hit it on the head earlier on when he said, like, because Rodriguez wasn't there as their spark and, like, commander in chief, like, the Nevers kind of yeah. role. That flair. I, I, I just think they didn't have any ideas. Did they? Quadrado had a, you know, showed a, a few pieces of skill and whatever. But um, yeah, a weird game. I, I much preferred the Sweden game. I, I, I knew what to expect there. It's like fucking eating a bag of chips. You know what I mean? You eat one chip and <laughs> battered chips is the same. Battered chips. I, I did talk about that on, on Portuguese radio this week. That battered chips. Hey, uh, why have you been on Portuguese radio, Michael? How's uh, that happen? Well, they want to talk about my new book <laughs> <laughs> that's available on Amazon. If you weren't aware of it, Michael's written a book about Wolverhampton Wondrous. <laughs> he has. But I, I forgot what the question was now. What were we talking battered about? Butter chips. Butter chips. And uh, I tried to explain it to him, and he, he, he wasn't getting any of it. No. And he was, he, he was like, yeah, but you know, this. I said, no, no, no. It's, it's so. Maybe ten minutes of it was talking about back chips. Have you got a link to this? Um... Uh, he'll send me one. I dare say. Okay. I don't even know what radio station it was. It's an internet one, a football one, Portugal. And I think they do uh, a bit of Spanish football as well. And did they find you no. via Twitter? Uh, no, or Facebook. Okay. Funnily enough, but because I'm banned off there, uh, he wouldn't. He, 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 he couldn't send me a DM, so he DMed somebody who I knew. Oh, okay. And then they passed it on via Twitter. He's a convoluted pattern of 
Magnus fucking shit. <laughs> he never runs. He never runs, that. <laughs> he never runs fucking smoothly. Anything does. Why do you read the read my new book? That's a convoluted fucking mess of madness. I don't. I don't even understand it. I'm. I'm just welled up when you give me a signed copy. I'm just. Why like, was that? Because I'm. It's. It's just like fantastic. I sat down and did on this afternoon. It was the first thing I did. No, it's brilliant. Fuck you, Pat. Pally, brilliant. Fucking copy of the book. Uh, right then, we've. we've Thank you, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you. Yeah, cheers, folks. We'll be back soon. And uh, next time we'll talk about, I I don't know what we'll talk about, the final probably. Uh, And picking the fucking World Cup up. We'll talk about the uh, celebrations, no doubt, after. Yeah, what's happened after that? The riots. There'll be riots after it. It's bound to be. It always kicks off, doesn't it? Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Something will happen, man. It'll just go to pot. Good sunny weather. Fucking alcohol down your neck, you're singing songs, it's all getting a bit mad, you get that herd mentality. But yeah, yeah, I know, and like the, the, there's been instances of people either zealous celebrating, whatever, but they can't fucking tire them all as football fans, can you? Like pissed up idiots, you get them in the pubs anyway, didn't you? Yeah, they'd have been out Saturday anyway. Yeah, they would have. That, when, what, that woman jumping on the fucking ambulance, there's never been to a fucking football uh, game in her life. Nah. Uh, what, what happens? In that situation, right? You get Nietzsche called it the herd mentality, right? It's where because everybody wants to conform. So yeah. as soon as you see a group of people acting a certain way, you automatically start acting the same way, and then that can that that, that acts like a virus throughout a, mm. a certain a certain crowd. And it's called the herd mentality. That's why I've always been on the outside yeah. then. It, it, it's just, a, it's just a, it's a simple thing. But then within that herd mentality, you get uh, a few people, a few scattered people that rebel against it, right? That They're not happy to just have a good time and fucking dance around in the street and wave flags. They want to like stand on that car, right? Or they want to stand on top of that bus stop. They want to do anything that gets them out of that fucking that that feeling of being uh, not an individual, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it, it's a simple. It's an expression, then, isn't it? It's really? a simple psychological thing. It, is it dickheaded behaviour? No, it's conditioned behaviour. All humans are conditioned to do that when they're in a herd mentality, and how that. How that kind of comes out, it depends on what kind of a, what kind of dynamic the crowd has. But but to, to to like throw these slurs around about them all being football fans or or being the pissed up fucking English idiots again is is a wrong one. It it it's identity bollocks. All it is is a simple fucking mass psychology. That's all it is. So that that's what I got to say about that. And I'm sorry about it. fucking. Having a matter about it, but it fucking annoys me sometimes. <laughs> we'll have to fucking read idiots fucking like, oh yeah, it's like generalizations, Mikey. Isn't it? It's a lot of shit. Because these motherfuckers, right, that, that, that have got these opinions are in positions of power, you know, yeah. whether in the media or, or politically. So they have a lot of people to fucking speak to. They've got a lot of followers on social media or a, be, or a lot of viewers on telly. And it's a load of shit. Yeah. These people are getting paid a shitload of money and they've got so much power that they can't intellectually fucking handle. 
You know what I mean? And then the, the cunts, I like, there was fucking 35 million people watching it and there was maybe 0.0001% of a bit of bother. That would have probably happened anyway on a hot summer's day yeah. when they've been on the piss all day. Yeah. But it does what... The Dead Kennedy song about it and uh, about being in a riot and, and how scary it is, but then again, how exciting it is as well. You know what I mean? The police are running down the road, they fucking chase them for a change. <laughs> Let's chuck a couple of bricks, you know, and then we've got to be home for like seven for our tea, you know. And then by the time it's seven, when you've fucked off your tea, all the hardcore lunatics are out, all the crackheads, who also want to have a fucking riot and burn a few things down. It's, it's They've had some fun, we'll have some. Yeah, we'll have it. some fun as well. Then the, the police are loving it. They're like, yeah, man, we can just whack the fuck out of yeah, people all day. All the time. You know, I've been stuck in the back of a van for four, for four <laughs> hours in the sweltering sun. TSG. With riot gear on, waiting to get at these bastards. When they get out of the van, they are happy. Uh-huh. And they want to be the fun. And so everybody's having fun. Insurance companies get paid. Fair enough, a few people might get killed when they get run over or <laughs> they get stabbed to death. But man, it's, it's a low price to pay for a, a, a community's fun. Fun day. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I see it. Should we shut off now? Yeah, we better have way. How long have we gone on? We have got one hour 35. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good fucking gig now. <laughs> right, thank you. Cheers, See everyone. You next week. Cheerio. Bye. Bye.